When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. And actually, it's kind of it's a trouble time, which means Zolgad and Star Tribune sports columnist Chip Scoggins. Chipper, what's going on, my man? Very little today. Oh, oh, then you have not seen the um, the news, have you? Oh no! Um, it has been announced that Carson Wentz, an agreement is in place. He has been traded to the Indianapolis Colts. Hmm, Carson, what was, the, uh, what was the terms of that trade? Uh, it's draft picks, and I'll look it up right now. It's two draft picks, but the interesting thing is, based on percentage of playing time, one yeah. draft pick will bump up to a a first round draft pick if he plays. I think seventy five percent of the snaps. Which, if he's good and does not get hurt, he's going to. Yeah. Um. So Carson Wentz now to the Colts. Matthew Stafford to the wow to the Rams. What I'm saying is, what I think is going to be arguably quarterback wise one of the more interesting off seasons in our lifetime as far as the movement goes. Yep. Only gets more intriguing, and there are still there are still teams at the dance that uh, don't necessarily have a dance partner. Yeah, and you know I. Yes, that's a good thing for the Colts. I'm not a big Carson Wentz guy. I mean, he had one really good year, uh, but he's obviously he needs a rebirth in his career there. And obviously you're going to a, a team that a lot of people feel are a quarterback away from being a Super Bowl contender. Mm-hmm. So they'll have a good, he'll have a good offensive line, good defense, good coaching staff. I think that organization's well run. So maybe he can resurrect his career there. I don't know. Um, I think he's – it's hard to know what he is. Is he a good quarterback, a, you know, a really good quarterback? I, I don't know. I think it's top an unknown 15. right – I think it's an unknown right now, but – but Is he a top 15 quarterback? Right now he's not. He definitely no, he definitely has the potential to be. And, but, but, I mean, Chip, this is what makes this conversation so intriguing, is that if you have the potential to be a top 15 QB – there's going to be a desire to get you. Sure. Yeah. Well, and, and then obviously, um, you know, wherever Deshaun Watson goes, then that's going to create more dominoes to fall. What do we think? Miami probably most realistic for him. Miami or the Jets? The Jets, those two. And but yeah, then, you know, then you trade Darnold and, um, to us. So yeah, it's. Um, I'm curious to see how long Houston tries to hold on to this. Uh, fantasy that they can keep him before they realize. Um, I'm sure 
sure they'll they'll string it out as long as they can to get the most leverage. Absolutely. Most, uh, try to get the best deal, but um, you play that game, Judd. But as a team, the longer you go, I think the your leverage goes down, right? Because teams know then you're desperate to get rid of him because he's you know he's not going to play there. No, you have to trade him. So if you if you try to play it out too long, teams are going to back you into where you're absolutely desperate and just have to take any deal, right? Yeah, I think that the Texans are going to turn out fine as far as the potential haul that they get back because yeah. he's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the one thing that I will say is this. he's He has the the hammer of a no-trade clause, but if I'm talking to the Dolphins and the Panthers, and the Panthers say, we will give you three first-round picks, you know, a second-round pick, and the Dolphins say, well, we're not going to match that. And, yeah. and Watson wants to go to the Dolphins, I can essentially tell him if I'm the Texans, Deshaun, we, we can either essentially squat on your rights and yeah. you will stay here and you will not play or take this trade. So I, I don't think that the no trade clause gives him complete control. Sure. Um, but yeah, it, it's a balancing act to your point. It's a very interesting balancing act that you have to play with not trading him too early, taking the market as far as the market can go but not overstaying your welcome on that market, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. And, and you know, even if it got pushed way down the line and, and everybody knows they're desperate, you know, they're not going to get just taken advantage of. And, okay, here's a couple second-round picks. We'll take, you know, it's not going to be that situation. You're, you're still going to get a haul for them. I agree. Um, but it, it's funny that, and I know it's just posturing, but they're saying, we're, you know, we're not trading it. But could you imagine, like, how toxic that locker room would be if you if you did get in a situation where we're going to call his bluff, we're just going to make him come back and I don't think he'd show up. I don't think he'd show That's up. That's a good either. question. Yeah, you could find him, but imagine what that would do to the players to deal with that and just the. I mean that that would be something else to be covering on a day to day basis. Um, it'd be very Viking esque. I was going to say. I think we've seen that before. I know. So um, yeah. So I guess there's you know that's going to be a big trade, and then. Um, who else? I mean, who else? What other quarterbacks are there? I mean, I, I still, I still don't think the Vikings are going to trade Cousins. Um, I know it's fun to talk about, but I look at it as this way. Now, you know, you never say never because the NFL is crazy, but Zimmer and Spielman have to win this year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely have to win. Mm-hmm. I think, I think it's, if they don't get to the playoffs next year, I think they're cleaning house personally. Um, and so, do you want to start over a quarterback? Hmm. You know, I just, I just don't, I don't see him doing it. I, I don't see them wanting to start over a quarterback when it's. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they have all kinds of security with the Wills, but this, just from an outside perspective, feels like a make or break season to me, doesn't it? You? Yes. Well, they they need to they need to make the playoffs. Beyond that, I don't know. Like I personally well, think, yeah, yeah, I personally would would want a playoff berth and a win at least. Um, I don't know now, now here. Okay. So here's where this entire discussion goes to a very interesting place for me. And it's this one. One is, I don't think the Vikings are actively calling teams about Kirk. So like, I don't think that Spielman gets to work and calls, uh, San Francisco or I don't think he calls teams. Do Mm -hmm. I think that the Vikings are with the way that the market is, is sort of spiraling in a weird way. Do I think that the Vikings are getting calls on Kirk? Absolutely. Let me give you, though, um, so shortly before the Wentz trade was announced or broken, 
Let me read to you a couple paragraphs from a four-paragraph pro football talk uh, piece that came out about the Broncos. And it's very clear that there's more that the author about this piece knew and basically was told not to divulge it, okay? Okay. It says, the Broncos are open to making a big deal if they can upgrade a quarterback, but they don't necessarily think all the big-name quarterbacks available are upgrades from Drew Locke. Specifically, the Broncos are not interested in then-Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz, according to James Palmer of the National Football League Network. Uh, and then the last paragraph is, it's only the top tier of starters who the Broncos see as a clear upgrade from Locke, and in their mind... Wentz was not in that tier. Now here's mm-hmm. here's where it gets intriguing, and this is and this is a guy that we don't know a lot about, despite the fact that he worked here a long time. And that is this: that reads to me like at least insinuation of George Payton, who worked with Rick for a long time, mm-hmm. having called about Cousins, and the Broncos have a ton of room to operate. I'm just putting the pieces together because I'm with you. I do not think the Vikings are actively trying to trade Kirk. But with the market being so weird and quarterbacks bringing so much compensation back, this reads to me like if George Payton likes Kirk, George Payton could say, this guy can help us. We can do more with him. And furthermore, if I go back and deal with Rick, I'm dealing with a guy I know really well. Yeah, and I haven't watched the Broncos enough. Are they ready to bail on Drew Locke? Yeah, I think it's. I think they're at that point. I mean, I, they're looking you know, for a quarterback. The games I've seen him, he doesn't seem like a franchise guy to me. But Correct. you know, what's this? This is his second year, right? Um, and maybe maybe Elway and the, those guys have made the determination like you know he ain't it. <laughs> you know, so we need to upgrade. Um, could be. I mean, the, the George Payton connection. Uh, you know, it makes it plausible for sure. But I, I still go back to what, you know, does them actually promote the offensive coordinator from within mm-hmm. because he, he liked the way that offense and he doesn't want to rock the boat. Is he really going to rock the boat by bringing in a brand new quarterback in a year where you feel like you probably need to make the playoffs? I, boy, I, I guess I would just be surprised. Let me throw you this know, at you then. If they blew you, you or to go back to your point about yep. you don't think they're coming in making calls, I think every, uh, not every, because Chiefs aren't, but 22 to 25 teams better be calling Houston to say what would it take to get the shot walking. Oh, hell yeah. I think agree you, completely. You're not doing your job if you don't do that, but I agree. I don't think they're probably coming every day shopping uh, cousins. Here's where Chip Scoggins, I think Zim might turn. B- because your, your point Overall, makes perfect sense. But here's where Mike, and we, again, we don't know this. If indeed there are talks with the representatives for Daniil Hunter, all right? Mm-hmm. And he wants to be paid. And my guess is at some point in time, especially with, with the cap going down for 2021, you know, you can't pay everybody. You can't pay mm-hmm. Kirk and you can't pay Dalvin and you can't pay um, Pierce and Hunter. So, the one place where where Mike might flip a little bit and Rick might not be able to pass up the potential compensation in a trade with a team such as the Broncos is if Mike is going to get to keep Hunter and Hunter is going to become a top-paid defensive end, it would make more sense that Mike would sign off on, on going to a new quarterback to keep a defensive guy who he yeah. absolutely adores and... 
when Mike starts his day, his day starts with one thought, defense, not quarterbacks, not offense. Just throwing that yeah, out there. Yeah, if, if, it's, if you feel like it has to be an either-or because you're going to have to pay Daniel Hunter $10 million more than you paid him right now, or more, you know, those top defense ends are oh, yeah. $27, 28000000 million now, and he's at what, whatever he's at, 12 Um That, yeah, that would make sense because um, obviously that's the biggest piece to the puzzle right now is Hunter to me. And I saw, uh, I think Schefter tweeted today that, what, the salary cap floor is going to be 183? Correct. um, Which is probably better than they thought because I think he tweeted that owners thought it was going to be, or teams thought it was going to be 175 initially. That that was, yes. Yes, so, that was so a talking maybe, one time. So maybe the, maybe the salary cap's not going to be as bad a shape as they initially heard. So maybe it's like what? What's the difference between the ceiling and the floor typically? Is it $10 million? I think it's uh, at least $10 million. Yeah, so yeah. I think maybe, that's right. Maybe, maybe 190-ish? Yeah, maybe. The, yeah, I was going to say 191, 192. So if it goes that high, you're not going to be in that. I mean, that's what a $7 million drop. So, um, But still, you're going to have to get rid of some players there. And... I, I am curious to, to kind of see what is happening behind the scenes with, with Hunter and his representatives and how those conversations are going because. And the neck problem. And yeah. And, I, but I, um, don't you think like that's, I know we've talked about, it, but don't you think that is the first business item for, for, um, Spielman right now to, in Brzezinski to try to figure out how much that's going to cost them. Yes. And, and then you, and then you work, your way backwards after that. Um, so I, but, it, you know, I like your theory that, you know, if, if Zim could get Hunter and give him the deal he wants, then you could probably save some money at quarterback if you get a different quarterback. But who? I mean, I just, I, you know, it, it, I, I'm looking at how I think Zim probably looks at it. It's like, man, he had this connection with Jefferson last year and you got Dalvin coming back and he knows Thielen and, um, do we really want to start over there with a guy who, you know, but he loves to run. Uh, you think so it's like Dalvin. Give me you more Dalvin. I mean, here's the thing is like, do you think they're gonna have an off season this year, Judd? I bet they don't have OTAs. No problem. You know? No, I bet, I bet they have right. virtual OTAs again. That and might then, be right. Um, you know, who's the, who's the, uh, the guy who's the in uh, NFL PA, uh, uh, player rep, the Demar Smith. No, no, the player, the the guy who's the player president. Oh, the um, Trotter, right? Or Trotter? Trotter yeah. Uh, Seifert had a thing, good thing with him towards the end of the year where he was saying, he, I think Seifert had an interview with him, but he's like, why do we even do OTAs? Like, we got through the league. The product was still, you know, we can argue about how good it was, but sure. there wasn't, you know, the empire didn't crumble because we didn't have uh, OTAs. We still had a Super Bowl. Teams played well enough to get to the Super Bowl. Why would we go – and he's right. He's like, that is the only sport, and it's the most physical sport, mm-hmm. the only sport that you have to come back for the off season and beat each other up. And they don't do it anymore. I mean, they're doing it in shorts and stuff, but he's like, why? It makes no sense. So I get the sense after from players, they're going to fight like crazy not to have OTAs and not have to come back here and just do it virtually if they have to do it. And so hmm. you're probably looking at another uh, off season with no on-field stuff. So I, I that's all that stuff just kind of leads me to believe that, you know, if there is temptation, I mean, you have to be blown away. Oh, absolutely. Before, Chip, you, you're before you'd switch. hundred percent. Right. No, no. I, I'm saying, I think that they're getting calls. I think, yes. I think that they might be potentially, um, 
um, so impressed with an offer. Though, so here's the one thing, though, going to 2022, that we don't know, again, the answer to th- this question, but it remains very important for the planning purposes. If I'm not mistaken, Kirk Cousins in 2022 is going to be a salary cap hit. I believe it's 45 million. It's 45 million. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So, so if Kirk, if they're not paying, right? No. Well, but that's the problem. Have they? So, so Kirk's contract for 2022 becomes guaranteed on the third day of the league year in March this year. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. So, among the first things that the Vikings have probably done by now is they've gone to Kirk and said, can we restructure again at some point? Be- because we can't we can't go into 22 w- with a salary cap hit that essentially is going to cripple our team. Mm-hmm. So if he said, yes, we can, then I think that you're probably right, and the odds of him being gone uh, before 2021 are very small. If he said, I restructured last year, I'm not yeah. doing it a- again, and my contract um, on the third day of the league year, this year is going to become guaranteed for 2022, and therefore I'm pleased they're going to have to do something. Like, yes. So, so, yeah. so, so you're you're right if he is amenable to a restructure or extension and and redoing the contract. If he is, you're right. If he isn't, and he has made that clear, then I don't know what they they do because again. You are going to be crippled as far as your potential moves for 22. And then I think that a move as soon as possible is probably absolutely necessary. Well, yeah, because, I mean, you know, let's say the salary cap goes up to $200 million next year, you know, rebounds and goes back up a lot. Like $45 million of it? <laughs> what percentage do you want tied up in your one position, your quarterback? And it's always going to be high. If you have a veteran quarterback, it's always going to be a high percentage of your salary cap. There's just no way around that, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, that one would be hard to swallow. Um, and so, I assume you're having those conversations with him too now, right? I hope you got to be, don't you? Yeah, you better be. It's almost like it's when you get into that that salary range, it needs to be a year to year conversations, probably, right? Especially at his age too. Yes. I mean, it's not like this is a 10-year play. It's not like Mahomes, you know, where you just got to deal with it. Um, I mean, this is a guy who's a veteran, and I don't say year to year, but I think with what his salary is and, 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 and just the nature of it, what was it, is a three-year extension? Is that what it was? Yes. Um, yes, so it was. basically is year to year right now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they're probably having that conversation too, and it's – would you say this is probably one of their more complicated off seasons in terms of all those things, uh, cousins and Daniil and the salary cap going down? Absolutely. And, and then they've had in then Brzezinski's faced here in a number of years. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yes, for like sure. Very, it feels like a very complicated puzzle. <laughs> trying to put it fe- Chip, it, it feels like a lot of things are coming home to roost now from previously trying to kick the can down the road. Yes. Does that seem fair? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And they went through this a couple of years ago when all those uh, the guys they drafted got their second contracts and you know big deals and and eventually you knew there was going to be an overhaul. But yeah, they kicked a lot of this down the road. And this off season, um, 
primarily because of Hunter, but also because of Cousins, how massive that contract. But it, I think those three things, the sour cap going down, Hunter and, and Cousins, that I, I mean, Brzezinski's obviously a money whiz, and he's, you know, he knows how to massage the cap, but this is going to be, it's going to be difficult for him to figure out how this is going to work. Yeah, and I, yeah. Because if you're right. Hunter, I, I think you're Hunter right. and him are just going to dig in their heels, don't you? I mean, they don't care about the salary cap coming down. They care about him being paid 100%. Rel- relative to the other pass rushers in the league. 100%. And, and that's a tough one because the neck scares you. But I will I will say this. If you don't extend him or give him what he wants and he d- does not show up, we have seen what that means to yeah, that line. Can, and it's a yeah, huge yeah, blow. Yeah. Well, he, I mean... Yeah, they can find him and all that, but when a guy's disgruntled, we see what happens. He get traded. Absolutely, you know? we yes. Thought we, we thought with Diggs that you get traded, and or you get the deal you want. And um, that line is was, you know, below par. I mean, it was not very good. <laughs> it was you awful. Know? It was yeah, terrible. You couldn't and, get the quarterbacks. And so he has that leverage. He has a you know one of the best pass rushers. Now they could say about his neck, but if he gets cleared by their doctors and was it him or somebody posted a video and it, you know, it's just him working out or whatever a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Didn't really didn't show him playing football, but I mean, you know, at least he was moving and doing stuff and that, you know, I'm sure that was encouraging, but um, I think he has all the leverage in this situation. Don't you? hundred percent. Yes. Yes. He, or, or maybe not all, but 90%. Oh, he's way. got a lot. He's got a lot. Cause he, yeah, he can say, I didn't play last year and look at you guys. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. But the problem, too, is he's got Zim. Because Mike is not going to exactly. tell him to, to buzz off. Mike is yeah. going to go to Rick and the Wilfs and say, I need him. Like, mm-hmm. you, can't, you can't tell me to be the, the um, great defensive mind and coach that I supposedly am and then basically strip away a guy like Daniil, who's outstanding. So, no, I, I think this is one where he's got him. And your your responses, if you're the Vikings, are do you try and trade him or extend him? Yeah, but but right. allowing the status quo and, and him not being a, a potential happy camper is not that's a realistic right. option. No, that's not. I'm with you. Ignoring the problem is not an option. You know, and with Cook, uh, it sort of was right. Like with Cook, it was. Well, but they still get it done. They still get they it did. Done. But I mean, you could have kicked the can there a little bit and been like, "We'll get to you," um, and. It wouldn't have been good, but this one to me is top of mind needs to be addressed. Yeah, and, and Cook wasn't going to hold out clearly because it got done on right. the eve of the thing, um, uh, the eve of the season. So I mean, Judd, that money has to come from somewhere. So uh-huh. that's what I'm telling so, you. Okay, so Kyle Rudolph is gone. I yep. think the big the big one is just, and it, they're going to have to do something with Anthony Barr. I don't think you can pay him that. But I, I've had a couple people tell me just how important he is in, for that defense in terms of how smart he is and getting guys lined up. Yeah. I had a player tell me that this year, that he is just incredibly intelligent in terms of that defense and getting everybody on the same page. He's not coming back on that contract, is my opinion. I don't, I don't think so either. I mean, I think you're going to have to – he has to take a pay cut. Mm-hmm. You know, like for him, I don't – I mean, he has leverage. Everybody has leverage, but not like Hunter, you know, anywhere close. And so – I think he's going to be aligned for a, you know, a restructure. If he's back, I don't think uh, Wilson's back. You know, I think he he'll get a deal somewhere else, right? 
Um, oh, yeah, which, which is fine. That's not going to kill and, you. You know, Reef, I think you bring him back, Judd. He was your best offensive lineman. Yeah, but, but okay. I bring him back for sure if, if he'll restructure his contract. But he's a guy I completely screwed before yeah. 2020. So if he tells me, go jump in a lake, I will come back for my contract, or or I, I will, you know, shop my, myself. And by the way, he'd get paid again. Um, yeah, he'll get a contract somewhere because he played well enough. But I mean, what do you do? He could be one of those dudes who get one or two-year deals pretty pretty. Absolutely. He had a really good year. But that know? current contract, if if he tells you, Chip, jump in a lake, I am not restructuring. Either release me or just pay me. Yeah. That's a big contract. Well, and, and Anthony Harris will be back. Nope. So that that's that's you know good size. Eleven million, right? That, that comes off, off the books. So you know, so I don't I don't think he's back anyway. You know, I don't think Rudolph's back. So there's you know, if, if they restructure bar, maybe you get to where you need to be. Um, I would definitely try to make sure Reese comes back for one more year. Um, mm-hmm. but he, yeah, but he you know he, he may not want to take another pay cut after that. Although they did give him that million dollars, you know that was. Um, that was so right. transparent. That's the right thing to do. Yeah, that but it was so right trans. It was so transparent. Please yeah. forgive us for screwing you last year. Here's a million dollars <laughs> from the Wilfs. It was so transparent what they were trying to do. Don't you love the NFL business? Oh, it's brutal. It is. <laughs> it's brutal. That's why, Judd. I never understand. For life, of me, I don't understand why fans side with teams in money disputes in the NFL over players because they like the just- team. More than the players. Yeah, it. I mean, yeah, you're right. Go to players all the time. Take a pay cut, or you're gone. And those guys are fearful; they won't get in their jobs. They take a pay cut just to stick around. Oh yeah. But if, if heaven forbid, if they hold out for money, then they're just you know, you know, they're they're terrible, and they should you know they should be grateful. For, you know, it's like, why would you ever side with a team and the billionaire owners would, would you know players that are putting their bodies and their health and their and they, and they don't give a damn the about these guys. I mean, they don't care about them. Yeah, it's just, Once I, they're I done playing, they don't that. give a crap. You're right. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. I, I mean, you gave Reef a, a pittance. Like, that's a pittance, you know, $1 million. Yeah. Because you you did him so wrong. Like, on the eve of the season, you basically said, shop yourself around to see if somebody will pay you the going market rate for a left tackle, or yeah. you can come back for this. What the hell was he going to do? Like, no yeah. one was going to pay him at that point. And they might now, which is why if I'm him, I tell the Vikings, you're going to pay me what I signed for, or I will go elsewhere in March and I will get a job and he would get a job. Yeah. And, but, but it's also, and I don't know his family situation, but you know, people like it. They got kids in the school. They don't want to start over. You know, they don't move, pack up the house. It's just easy just to stay where you're at. If yeah. you like it, you know? So, I mean, there's, there's personal stuff that I know. A lot of guys are like, well, I'll just suck it up and take the pay cut because my kids are in school here and I don't want to have to move them across country again, you know that type of thing. Um, so I think all that weighs in. But yeah, it's just, yeah, I always it just fascinates fascinates me how they can just, you know, or they always say, well, you know, guys should honor that contract. Well, maybe teams should too. The team signed that contract, that player to that contract, and now they want them to take half the half of it, you know, and they just there's no pushback on that. It's just, it's I find it fascinating. Well, it, it, it's, it's, I just don't get it. Like the players association for considering how successful that league is, right? The yeah. players association 
should say, we are not going to take the field again until we get guaranteed contracts, until we get this. And and instead, they cave quicker than anybody. Yeah, because there's, I think, Judge, because there's just such a wide gap in pay in the NFL. I mean, it's easy for the quarterbacks to do that, but when you're... No, you're right. The long snapper can't do that. When you're a rookie, when you're on a rookie deal, not a, you know, you're on your first contract and you're a sixth-round pick, and you're, I mean... Yes, relative, it's a lot of money, but yeah. for them, I mean, that money's going to be gone. If you, That may be your only NFL contract ever. It's like AP, dude. AP yeah. is still trying to play, one, because he has no clue when to stop playing, but two, he needs the money. Yeah, yeah. He's I mean, always broke. There was another story came out not too long ago. I saw that something about defaulting on a loan. Because when you bring a camel to your birthday party and pay for that, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a financial problem. Camels, I can tell you right now, very expensive at birthday parties. I've tried it before. Yeah, just get the clown. Just get a clown instead. (laughs) Clowns are cheaper. I hear someone from the team to be the clown. Hey, um, go for basketball. Help me out here. Help help me out. I give up. Well, last night, I will say last night, and I tweeted this, and people were like, oh, I just wait till the second half. But if you watch, if you watch the Gophers at all, like last night, they were attacking the uh, glass, attacking the rim. They were driving. I mean, how many times do we see Carr or Mashburn or uh, Trey Williams drive and get to the basket? Whereas in the past and on the road, they just settled, they dribble, 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 jack up a three pointer, and uh, and so it looked like, it's like this game plan felt different. And I, I like their energy. I like their intensity last night. But that second half, man, they were they had like a five minute stretch where it was like they fell into the trap of all right, let's start cranking up threes again. And it's mind boggling for a team that's not a very good shooting team thinks they're a good shooting team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like they're one of the worst outside shooting teams in college basketball. But they act like they're one of the best. So so help I, me. I, I don't help. get it. But why? But why? Because it's easy to do that. But does Patino tell them, hey, you guys really can't shoot. Get the ball inside, attack. Look, two points beats zero points. And when they put up three-pointers, it's usually zero points. It's just maddening to watch because it's so so dumb. And and they repeat the mistake game after game after game. Yeah, and it's – I mean, he's – I assume he's drilling at home. I've heard him say it a number of times where he doesn't like the ratio. I mean, I wrote about the other day where they were 320th. Or 318 nationally in three point field goal percentage, and they're 17th or whatever it was in, in attempts. I was like, that just does not make sense. And so, you know, but it, it's, it's because it's easy, Joe. I mean, it's like you can get that shot every trip down the court, and it's like it, it takes effort to run the offense and really attack the rim and try to, you know, beat your guy off the dribble and do that. I mean, that one, it's a lot harder to do that than it is just a jack up a 24 footer um and I, I do think they uh they have a real problem now defensively without gabe i mean you Agreed. saw it you saw it last night Agreed where, completely. um there were some bad switches and i mean you just indiana had that stretch where i think they hit three straight three pointers and it kind of stretched that lead to where it was just uh you know got away from them yep he would have gave is such a difference maker on defense. I will say that for all we talk about his shooting struggles, mm-hmm. he is really, really good all ball, on ball defender, and he can play your best guy. And you know he's going to be good. Um, without him, they're not very good perimeter defense, and so 
I still think they get to the tournament, you know, unless this thing comes completely. With If they don't win a road game, <laughs> do they still I, get? The, that's my one question. I don't know. I don't know. It's realistic it's, now. Well, yeah. I mean, Penn I mean, State, and you might make Penn up the State, Nebraska game. And if you if you make it to Nebraska, although they, you know, Nebraska's, I think they played a little better here, but that's they've improved. They're really they're they're not good. You should still should win that. So Agreed. if you get that one back on the books, okay, you should win that one. Um, Penn State, I don't know. I mean, maybe you should, but I mean, they haven't done anything on the road. So I don't I'm know. just saying, do, do, does the committee but take I them if they don't win a road game? Andy Katz last night thought sure. He thought they would because, you know, when you beat Michigan and Ohio State and Iowa, that's pretty impressive. Um, and it's been a weird year. If I can, I will give you that. I saw I saw Pat tweeted a little while ago because in my column the other day, it's like, rare is the team where you don't know if they're overachieving or underachieving. Like, <laughs> it's the dysfunctional <laughs> child. <laughs> Like, John, are they overachieving because they beat those teams or underachieving? I got an A in math and an F in gym. What do you think, Mom and Dad? <laughs> it's like, I don't know what which one it is, but Pat said, he had a good tweet, and I thought it's interesting that uh, we always talk about teams playing down to the competition. Yes. So Royce thinks that the Gophers on the road are the actual team and that they play up to their competition at home, which <laughs> it might be. I don't know. I mean, it's just such a big discrepancy. And the conference is weird, too. To be clear, um, this team is not the only weird Big Ten team. No. The Big Ten team has, the Big Ten has weird teams. But I, the thing with the golfers that I just don't get, again, is the insistence on three-point shots when you yeah. know you can't shoot them. Like your yeah. teams, you would have told your kids, hey, you right. can't. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Drive and you're not going to get a treat ticket after the damn game <laughs> if you shoot one more three. You don't get the juice box and the animal crackers after the game. <laughs> and that's and you know what, Mister Scoggins would have been right. I know. I, yeah, it's weird. I mean, it's just and they didn't shoot as so they going into last night I, when I did the math. I think they were averaging twenty eight three attempts on the road. Yeah. Um, last night I think they had what twenty two. Um, at one point they were just like. Late in the second half, they had 18, but then they took, you know, they fell into that trap and started taking them. So I think they were out to 22, which is not a huge amount, but it's still, I think Patino was right. It was probably six too many, you know, and that's where that stretch but was. you're the coach of the team, dude. Tell the team not to well, shoot, you know. That's my problem is, like. There should be consequences. Either, either they have no plan B, Judd, or they're tuning out the coach, and neither one of those is good, right? No, no. Hey, last thing. It has now been more than a year, more than a year since the D-Lo trade. And we are sitting on five games, one last year, four this season, of Cat and D-Lo playing together. Only the, only the Timberwolves could have this, you know, reconstruction of the roster. It was supposed to be the dawning of a new um, era again of Wolves basketball. Five-game sample size. He's and and now four to six weeks with D'Lo out because of uh, arthroscopic knee surgery. Judd, I'm at the point where I would rather watch Towns and Ant than that's, I would Towns. That's and what Ant. Phil Mackey has said. Oh, Same thing, Ant and Ant and Towns are Phil's I, preferred duo. 
I, I'm almost at that point now. And yeah, Phil's at that point. And, and <laughs> he's, he's way past that point. I mean, yes, it would be nice to see why you, you know, those two together, which is exactly why you made that trade because you want to see them two together. But I know D'Lo can score. And when he gets hot, it's fun to watch because he can, you know, he can score in bunches. But there's also big holes in his game, Judd, that just drive you crazy. Some of the shot selection and the yep. defense and, yep. you know, at least, you know, with like with, with, with Edwards, I love the way he attacks the rim. Like last night he had a tough night, right? I mean, tough shooting night, couldn't really finish. Yep. Um, but at least, you know, the other week I said, like with the Wild, you see where this is going, you know, with their with their young nucleus. Like now you're starting to see it and understand it with Edwards. Right, like okay, this guy because of his personality, because of the his um, like his bravado. I, I love the way he he's just sort of fearless, you know. And so, yeah, it would be great to have D'Lo back, but I'm sort of more interested in watching uh, the first round pick develop at this point. Yeah, and and Ant's fun too. He doesn't yeah. brood. I'm I'm tired of brooders. I'm tired of woe is me, hang my head, my life. St-, right. I'm tired of that. I want guys that that do what Ant does, which is last night take a three point shot, could have won that game in and out. Right. Mm-hmm. And he sort of just throws his head back and laughs. Like yeah. yeah, I almost made that damn shot. I love that. I love that as opposed to I missed the shot and this all sucks. Well, how about how about uh, Judd, the way like Rubio talks about him, Towns talks about him, like yep. almost like this is his team. Like, I know, and he's nineteen. Him and he picks us up, and he's going to be the face of this thing. It's like, okay, what about Towns? You know, he's got. But it's like it's it's amazing the um, impact and just. I mean, it hasn't translated to wins, but just how it's starting to shift to where these guys are looking at him almost as a leader. You know. Yeah, because Cat's not that guy. Like Cat is really, really good, and and he is extremely important, right? But oh, I, yeah. but he's not that guy. And Ant appears to, to be that guy as far as I think he is the type of person that players gravitate towards, and he has mm-hmm. fun. and And I think so. the The original concern about Cat, or I'm sorry, about Ant, was this: he loves football, right? Well, but I was going to bring that up, Judd. I think he loves sport stuff. Where he say that when it was that he doesn't watch basketball, he likes football. Yeah, freaked out. Oh, he doesn't love basketball. I think he loves sports. He loves it to me. I think he loves sports, and I think that he loves to compete, which is absolutely fine. Yeah. Um. The the guy that I believe would have absolutely loved Ant, Jimmy Butler. I think. I think. Jimmy Buckets would have looked at this kid and been like, "This is what I'm talking about." Yeah. Yeah. Because he has that bulldog in him. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like that fearless. And you could tell, like, I was, I was thinking about this last night, though, like all the pre-draft stuff where there's like, oh, my God, this guy doesn't love basketball and he's going to study it and work at it. And now here he's talking about he's studying different players and D-Wade, and you can tell by the way he plays, he loves to be out there, and he's a fierce competitor. Um, so you, you wonder if all that stuff wasn't a smoke screen from someone else just planting stuff in the media, you know. Um but yeah, I mean he's he's definitely well. Here's the thing, okay, Jen. Let's let's say that they do get one of the top three picks, right? Mm-hmm. And they keep it. Okay. Do you draft a point guard? Do you draft Jalen Suggs? I'm very tempted. I I think I would I'd be very I'd tempted to. I, I would try to move D'Lo. I would. Yeah. I, I just 
I just think I would. I wouldn't mind it. Yeah, we'll see. You know, Towns might. That's what I was going to say. This comes back to, unfortunately, a primary yeah, part. Are we going to do this with everything? Is no. cat. Are we going to do this with everything with the organization? <laughs> you sound like a parent. <laughs> are we doing this again? Are we really doing this again? Uh, unfor- unfortunately, NBA in 2021. I'm not. I'm not convinced I you know. don't have to. I don't know. I don't I know. know. I think you probably do. All right, sir. I'll talk to you next week, Chip. Thank you. All right, bye. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy Five or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. At the Home Depot, we have the tools for you to give the gift of a smarter home with savings on top brands. Like the Google Hub, a command center for your smart devices that raises the IQ of your entire home. Or the Nest Learning Thermostat that helps you conserve energy and save on your bill. And if you don't know what to get, gift cards are a smart gift no matter what they get. So this year, gift smarter with savings on tools to make your holiday magic. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.